You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Bloomberg Audio Studios. Podcasts, radio, news. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Amy Morris. Here are the stories we're following today. We begin in Las Vegas, where the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58. There is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. And that was the call from 106.5 FM in Kansas City. This is the Chiefs' third Super Bowl title in five years and the third Super Bowl MVP for quarterback Pat Mahomes. I think we just kept fighting. I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't like we called a lot of different plays. Um, we stayed within our offense, kind of like we did all year long, and guys just continued to battle, and um, that was kind of our, our whole season. And the Chiefs came back from behind after a slow first half to tie the game with the San Francisco 49ers and head into overtime. The Niners scored first in OT with a field goal, but that left the door open for a last-minute touchdown drive from the Chiefs for a 25-22 to victory. Stay tuned. We're going to have more on Super Bowl 58 coming up shortly in sports. And Nathan, those on the East Coast who did stay up to watch the whole game could be waking up to the prospect of winter weather today. It's not going to be a major storm, but we could see snow hitting parts of the East Coast later today. Bloomberg meteorologist Rob Carolyn with more details. The upcoming storm system that's going to impact the northeast and mid-Atlantic is just straight rain for the district in Baltimore. It starts as rain late today and it ends tomorrow morning as rain. New York City precipitation will start as rain after midnight, but it changes the snow during tomorrow morning. And depending on exactly the track, well, we could end up with a sizable snowfall, especially just north of the city, 6 to 10 inches. Right now, the city looks like it could see 2 to 4. But if the storm tracks further south, New York City may get on the heavier snow. Boston right now looks like it gets the jackpot from this storm. Snow will arrive by sunrise tomorrow morning in Boston. Boston area under a winter storm morning on Tuesday. Six to ten inches looks likely for Boston. Some of the suburbs to the west and just north and west of Boston could have as much as a foot. I'm Rob Carolyn, Bloomberg Radio. Okay, Rob, thank you. Well, let's turn to the Middle East now, where Israel is launching more strikes in Gaza. Airstrikes at the southern city of Rafah, where more than a million people have sought shelter from the war. These attacks come after President Biden urged Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu not to take action without a plan to keep civilians safe. It is a concern Netanyahu addressed in an interview with ABC's Jonathan Carl. Well, Rafa is a, is a very small percentage of uh, Gaza, and I think it's about 10% or 15%. I mean, the estimates... Uh, that area north of Gaza that has already been cleared. Well, there's, there's an estimated 1.4 million people in that area right now. And if they can't just disappear, where are they supposed to go? No, well, the, the areas that we've cleared north of Rafa are, 
plenty of areas there. But uh, we are working out a detailed plan to do so. And Prime Minister Netanyahu spoke as Iran's foreign minister says the Israel-Hamas conflict could be moving closer to a diplomatic solution. He's held talks in Beirut about the potential release of Israeli hostages. Separately, Israel says it did rescue two hostages from captivity in Rafah. Meantime, remarks from Donald Trump are causing a dust-up in the international community. The former president claims he once, he is once threatened to let Russia invade a NATO member if they didn't pay their fair share to the alliance. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, Well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, You didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, Yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. The idea that former President Trump would allow NATO members to be invaded is sparking somewhat of a political storm. Democrats condemning the remarks. Republicans like Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio are defending Trump's rhetoric. In the meantime, Amy, former President Trump continues to poll well with U.S. voters. New data from the Financial Times show Americans trust him over President Biden when it comes to the economy. We get the story from Bloomberg's Dan Schwartzman. A Financial Times survey shows that GOP presidential frontrunner Donald Trump leads President Biden by 11 points when it comes to the economy. 42% of Americans say they feel Trump would be the better steward for the economy, while 31% say Biden, with 21% saying they don't trust either candidate. Trump's strong showing comes despite voters reporting some improvements in their own financial situations and optimism regarding the economy. I'm Dan Schwartzman, Bloomberg Radio. All right, thank you, Dan. And speaking of the economy, we have some significant data on tap for you. U.S. markets this week. Figures on inflation and the health of consumers will likely play a role in sentiment this week. Bloomberg Steve Potisk with more from Washington. Tomorrow is the highlight for data this week, with inflation readings for January due out. Economists expect consumer prices rose two-tenths of a percent from the prior month for an annual inflation reading of 2.9 percent. Strip out food and energy, and the numbers are a little less rosy, resulting in a core CPI reading of 3.7 percent. Then on Thursday, the government issues figures on retail sales. Economists expect a slump in January, with retail sales falling. On Friday, look for data on producer prices. They're expected to show a moderate monthly increase of just one-tenth of a percent. In Washington, I'm Steve Potisk, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Steve, thanks. Turning to company news, we may have a big tie-up in the energy industry. Bloomberg News has learned Diamondback Energy and Endeavor Energy Resources are in final discussions on a deal. The combination of the two companies would result in an oil and gas giant worth more than $50 billion. We're told a deal could be announced as soon as today. Thank you, Nathan. And time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg's John Tucker. Good morning, John. Amy, good morning. Terrifying moments inside celebrity pastor Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas Sunday, when a woman opened fire with a rifle, sending worshipers running for safety. Two off-duty police officers confronted and killed the shooter. Two other people were shot and injured, including a five-year-old boy who was with the shooter and is now in critical condition. Pastor Osteen joined police at a new conference later. If there's anything good of it, you know what, they, 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 she didn't get in there and do a whole lot worse damage. So we thank God for that. He's watching over all of us. Lakewood Church is among the largest congregations in the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was admitted into critical care late Sunday after being hospitalized for the second time in a month. 
Let's get more from Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. The Pentagon says Austin's security detail brought the secretary to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center outside Washington with symptoms suggesting an emergent bladder issue. The fresh health scare comes weeks after Austin provoked an uproar for failing to disclose for several days that he had been hospitalized on New Year's Day. At that time, he was in the hospital for treatment of complications from prostate cancer. The Pentagon chief has transferred the functions and duties of his office to Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks. Austin is 70 years old. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Radio. In hopes of connecting with younger voters, the Biden campaign joined TikTok last night. Its first video featuring President Biden reacting to the Super Bowl. Two great quarterbacks, hard to decide. One poll shows 86% of Americans think Joe Biden is too old for another term. 59% think both Biden and Donald Trump are too old. The U.S. has moved ahead with a $23 billion sale of F-16 warplanes, missiles and bombs to longtime ally Turkey. It's something of a reward after Turkey's ratification of Sweden's membership in NATO. Global News, 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm John Tucker and this is Bloomberg Amy. All right. Thank you, John. And we bring you the news throughout the day here on Bloomberg Radio. But now you can get the latest news on demand whenever you want it. Just subscribe to Bloomberg News Now to get the latest headlines at the click of a button. Get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business app, Bloomberg.com, plus Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Now for our Bloomberg Sports Update, and for that, we bring in John Stashauer. Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas started slowly, a scoreless first quarter. There was a trick play touchdown in the second quarter as the 49ers wide receiver, Jawan Jennings, threw a touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey. That was the only touchdown scored in the game over the first 42 minutes until a Chiefs TD on a Patrick Mahomes pass that came first play after a muffed punt. 49ers would reclaim the lead early fourth quarter on a Brock Purdy touchdown pass that went to Jennings. The point after was blocked. That would turn out to be key, although Jake Moody did make field goals of 55 and 53 yards. Harrison Butker had two game-time field goals over the last six minutes of regulation, one with three seconds to go. Forcing overtime where the Niners went 75 yards, covering seven and a half minutes, but had to settle for a Moody field goal. So the Chiefs would win it with a touchdown, and they went 75 yards in 13 plays. This was the 13th. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw, touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! Chiefs radio the call. They beat the 49ers 25-22 with Mahomes going 34-46 of for 333 yards, two touchdowns. He wins the Super Bowl MVP award for the third time in his career. The Celtics won in Miami, 110-106. Jason Tatum, 26 points and assist shy of a triple-double. The Capitals gave up a goal with five seconds left in overtime at home, lost to Vancouver 3-2. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? 
That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. Israel has carried out more airstrikes on what it says is Hamas's last remaining stronghold in Gaza, the southern city of Rafah, near the Egyptian border. And this assault comes hours after President Biden held his first call with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in weeks, urging him to come up with a credible plan to protect the more than a million people who have sought refuge in Rafa. For the latest, we're joined by Bloomberg News Israel Bureau Chief Ethan Bronner in Tel Aviv. Ethan, what do we know about these latest strikes? Well, I think you summarized it well, Nathan. They, um, you know, the Israelis say that when they have particular targets, uh, even if there are people living nearby, they go after them, and that's what they did. In this particular case, it was combined with a special op uh, that ended up rescuing uh, two uh, hostages who were held on the second floor of a building in the center of Rafah that happened at around one or two in the morning local time. Uh, the Israelis say that they uh, killed the uh, three guys who were holding them hostage. Uh, and rescued these two men, one who was around 60, one around 70, who came from a kibbutz um, and uh, were captured on the 7th of October along with all the other people. So that was their um, certainly a big accomplishment from their perspective. The bigger issue uh, is that you have, as you said, more than a million, maybe 1.3 million people holding on uh, by their fingernails uh, under tents and things around Rafah, and the Israelis say that that's now their next target. Uh, and they say they won't go in in a big way uh, until they move people out. But we don't know what that means or where these people will go. Absolutely. And even before this latest assault, uh, before the call that we're, uh, we're led to understand that President Biden had with Prime Minister Netanyahu, the prime minister was on at least two of the Sunday political shows here in the U.S. saying that they were working on a plan to protect civilians. Do we know anything about this plan that the Israeli government's working on? They have it. I don't know too much about it. Every time we ask, they say we're working on it. Uh, they've only been talking about it for a few days. Um, the basic plan seems to be some kind of a humanitarian corridor that would allow uh, people who escaped Khan Yunus, Deir al-Balakh, and maybe, I don't think they're going to let them go to the north beyond Wadi Gaza to go back to Gaza City. But in theory, uh, they're talking about areas to the north of Rafah that uh, they could go back to that the Israelis are not in the process of attacking. But, you know, there's been so much destroyed and and the people who are uh, seeking refuge already in Rafah, so many are wounded and so many are hungry, uh, that it, it is really a kind of unimaginable challenge to move huge numbers of them out in a way that they would actually be safe. But uh, I mean, I'm not there 
And that's what the Israelis say they're going to do. Now, from the images we've seen, it's difficult to imagine where in Gaza the more than a million people who have crammed into Rafah could go, given the images that we've seen of uh, devastation in so much of Gaza. From what we can understand, Ethan, where can Palestinians who are in Gaza go at this point? Um you know, I, I'm not certain. Uh, the prime minister uh, referred to an area north of Rafah, directly north of Rafah, that he said would be safe and is available. Um, it, it is also possible that parts of Yunis, where they are uh, in the process of finishing up a several-week operation, uh, that they would then remove themselves from Yunis. I don't know that all the buildings are destroyed. I think northern Gaza is more destroyed than central Gaza. Uh, but look, these are good questions, and some kind of uh, temporary housing would have to be found for them. The whole situation is uh, is very, very alarming. We know that there are uh, nearly, uh, there are some 28,000 people who are already dead. There's some tens of thousands who are uh, injured and wounded. Uh, so you're, you're right to ask the question, and I don't have an answer for you. Uh, one other comment that stood out from Prime Minister Netanyahu's remarks on the Sunday shows, uh, he's saying that victory against Hamas is within reach. In our last 30 seconds, Ethan, do we have a better sense from the Israeli government of how they perceive victory looking like against Hamas? Yes, I think it's I mean, I, victory, victory is a little hard to describe. But what they are saying, what the military is saying is that in the last few weeks, they were able to operate in Khan Yunus in a way they hadn't been able to operate in the north of Gaza. They're able to go into the tunnels. They have these robot dogs and they have these uh, these uh these sort of bowling ball things that go in as well, that they feel they've been able to actually take over areas that they thought they wouldn't be able to. They have an enormous amount of uh, intel now, and they're questioning a lot of guys they've captured, and they think they can win this war and destroy Hamas. That's what they're saying. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed by 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa. Play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Amy Morris. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. 
Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.